Hello, everybody. Um, ha- this is this is Friday. I'm all over the place. God bless it. Fighting with the insurance company before we get on. It's oh, listen. Never, ever, ever deal with the insurance companies. You know where the insurance companies stem from? The pit of hell. That's where they stem from. They're the devil's workers. I, I truly believe this. Agreed. If anybody, if, yeah, thank you. If anybody has had to deal with the insurance company, not, not your, like, like my representative for the insurance company, they're amazing. If you need a really great insurance company, uh, I would definitely, did you get me one? Oh, thank you, baby. All right, girls. Thank you. Um, my sweet little Brindley and Tootie, they ran to from the other side of the building back to me to help me with something. So I love you. So here's the thing. Like, um, I'm talking, oh, uh, Innovative Insurance, the Hollands. I'm going to give a shout out to them. Oh, I need to fix this. I am never good with how that, there we go. Um, they're, they're excellent. First of all, I mean, gosh, you want to talk about red carpet service. Are you, do you have them as your insurance company? I people? don't yet, but I definitely. You're going with them? I'm definitely oh my gosh. I've never, ever, ever. And, and I know people will say that's because you know them. Uh, bowl crap. I don't think that has anything to do with it. First of all, they're Christians. So they honor their customers. Plus, Teresa works for them. Dave works for them. Like their whole group are solid believers. Um, so their favor is going to be, but they're, they're top of the line. So Innovative Insurance, if you need the Hollands, if you need a good insurance company, I go with them. But after you get past them, devil's workers, 100%. Anybody that's dealing with any, anything insurance-wise, evil evil people <sighs> so now that I've bared my soul about my goings on I feel a little bit better do you have anything to say Tracy um, I totally agree with you and everybody that has dealt with the hurricane is feeling the same way as you I know you know the thing is is I will tell you this back in the day um <sighs> See, if you don't, I, I'd still move, I'd still move to Florida. I'd still, I'd, I don't like Texas. I, I just, it's got nothing for me. But um, Texas is a great state for the most part. Um, suffers from a lot of hurricanes. Uh, Louisiana as well, great state. There's other states that suffer from hurricanes and things like that, like Florida. I'd still move to those states, even though you have the chance of, you know, going through a hurricane and things. But so I still move there. But the process is pretty unless you've ever gone through it. And in the past, I literally was like, oh, I feel bad for them. I had no idea what these people to get their life back in order went through. Yeah. 
And here's the thing. We have God. So ours isn't even like my situation in comparison to other people that I know. It's it's not gone swimmingly, but it's way smoother. I mean, it's unbelievable how much better ours has gone than most. But it stinks. Yeah. And I feel bad for these people now. Like, I, you know, it's until you, most people, uh, like, if they see somebody suffering, they're like, oh, okay, you know, that stinks for them. That was me. Until you go through it yourself, and then you're like, oh, wow, that's a rough deal. This is, I will have compassion for people now like I never had. And it'll never happen to us again, because we're going to have all-night vigils to make sure that we never, ever, ever have a hurricane hit this area ever again. Amen. Yeah. We're going to send it to the insurance company's building, (laughs) obliterate them, and then them have to discover what it's like to freaking put everything back together. But see, the problem is is with it, and we do too, because we have God's money. So I I, I was going to say, well, they're the ones that hold all the money, so it'll be easy for them. Actually, it's the same for us, because, I mean, we've we've seen God just somehow he just is he just blows your mind with it which leads me into my first question but if we did not live in god's economy we'd be in big trouble and you don't worry about that patootie you can get your um i have the girls over here see here's the thing we have a child care here at the church because we're all mamas so we have our kids running around so i'm very relaxed in this podcast yeah, because first of all, I need Tracy because <laughs> she's great. But second of all, because if anybody's been a mother, they know. Like, there's just some things. So make the noise, girls. Do what you got to do. Everybody's going to live. We're not doing brain surgery in this place right now. And if we were, I wouldn't be the one you'd want to be working on your brain, <laughs> even though I am kind of working on your brain. But I'm not that girl. You might walk out like, drooling on yourself when you're done it would not be pleasant i would have been the brain surgeon that failed i'd be the lowest of in the class that's not the brain surgeon you want working on your brain (laughs) it's like my 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 cousin is a dental hygienist and she's always like you don't want the dental hygienist that like just barely like that's not the one you want working on your mouth and i'm like oh you were right but I would not be the one. What do you? (laughs) Brain surgery. Oh, brain surgery. (laughs) If I'm sending you to a moon, the moon in a rocket, you don't want to go in my rocket. (laughs) You're not going to get two feet off the ground. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. It's not going to happen. It's okay. I can promise you that. We all have our giftings. I mean, it's probably not going to even go as high as I can jump, (laughs) which ain't that high (laughs) because I put on some holiday weight. And I can't get the holiday weight off. And I'm talking about, uh, this is the holiday. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Keep going. And Easter. <laughs> that, I'm, I keep saying I want to lose it, but it. I can't. And I did, I, I keep saying I'm not going to buy the higher size pants. Okay. I just went shopping. Guess what I had to do? <laughs> Because I can't. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't fit in the ones that I'm supposed to. Even if they're new. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so bad. 
so I go home and I put on my size fours <laughs> that I still one size four okay. that I can fit in and I'm busting at the seams <laughs> but I can still put them on yes. it's got to be a mismark because I literally bought tens <laughs> How can you be a 10 and a four? It yeah. don't happen, people. Listen. But I'll take I'll take it. I'll take it's, it too. Oh my gosh. You're still a size four. I am a four. <laughs> and this brain, which obviously needs some brain surgery, and it won't be done by me. <laughs> I'll be drilling on myself as they roll me out of the oh hospital. My <laughs> oh my goodness That's gracious. Fine. Alive. So now everybody knows that I'm now in a size 10 for the most part. Not that bad, but it's bad, guys. It's not good. So we're going to go to our first question because that's where everybody wants to, everybody's probably tired of hearing me blabber on. Let's get into the questions so we can solve some problems or hopefully solve some problems. So it says, my husband came to me and does not want to tie 10% of our income. He says he believes in giving to the church, but doesn't believe it has to be 10%. I, on the other hand, believe in tithing 10% of our first fruit plus giving extra. I believe that God's, God's, God, okay, so, okay. I basically copy and paste these, so there's just a minor credit. I believe, so this, I don't know if it's he or she, I shouldn't, I always say she, but I don't know. It has to be a she, because she's got a husband. I was going to (laughs) say. Well, it could go either way. It's it's a wife, though. Don't We're going to go way. with wife yeah, just go with because it. you believe in tithing. Exactly. So you have to be a Christian. I have, ma- I have makeup running down my face. <laughs> so it says, I believe that God blesses our giving. What do I do to be a submissive wife to the head of my house? Um, there you go. You said you're a wife. God bless. What do I do to be a submissive wife to the head of my house, but also believe in tithing? Okay. Um, so here's the thing. We've gone through Malachi 3 uh, many times. It clearly says that you're to give 10%. Now, here's the thing. And I, you know, I just heard this really great teaching. No, uh, no, 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 no. I actually saw this in a church's... Uh, giving statement as far as what they believe. And it was really, really good because it talked about they believe in giving of tithe and offering of 10%. And in Malachi, it does talk about the giving of the 10%, but it also talks about the offering. So there's, there's more than 10%. Most people, you can barely like get the 10% out of their hands um, and to, to give an offering is like pulling teeth but God really looks at he looks at the tithe his promise is based on the tithe but the offering is like when you're really like over the top saying you know what you're you you have just proven yourself over and over to me but also I love you so much that I know that I can give you complete control over everything and some and then you just see the you just see the blessings uh, Tom and I have always given the 10% and um, I don't ever remember not giving an offering with it. I can't not do it every single time. I can't like give 
my tithe without an offering. Do you do the same thing? Am I putting you on the spot by asking you that question? No, but I, I yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's hard to just, just give 10% when you've given it so long. It's like, oh, yeah. I kind of want to give a little bit more. Yeah. And a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I say we try, Tom and I, um, now our income has fluctuated over years and stuff like that but what we not always going up sometimes it's like I took a pay cut to come full-time with the church significant pay cut um, to come and work for the church so we always set goals of what we want to give now it doesn't always look like we went over that goal because the income changed but we're still but but if you looked at the number you'd see that statistically the percentages go up right you know right which is you guys too cuz uh you own your own business and so when you have employees you sometimes to have an employee your the adjustment of the budget kind of changes even though you guys aren't real big budget people and i think budgets are good but when you put yourself within the confines of a budget I don't think that that's good. I agree. I say that you're putting God in a box when you do that. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, you know, a lot of people are big on, um, what's that guy's name? I like him Dave a lot. Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. A lot. My, my son took a Dave Ramsey class in uh, high school and uh, it was very, very good. He, he loved it. I have a tickle, so I'm sorry. I don't have a booger, but I have a tickle in my nose and it's driving me crazy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, I think budgets are really, really good, and they teach people, they should teach people, because Dave Ramsey teaches you to tithe. Yeah. So, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. So, I think that there's good principles behind it, but I also am a strong believer in don't confining yourself to confine yourself to that budget because a lot of times people are so diligent in putting those envelopes together and making sure that you know everything lines up that you forget about god is your provider and it doesn't matter if you miss an envelope with a certain allowance for whatever okay it's irrelevant because god's the provider of the allowance does that Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it yeah. makes total sense. Makes to- and then if God asks you to give above and beyond, you can't because you have an envelope with 100 bucks in it. So how can you give 200? If God tells you to give it, you give it. You give it all the time. Yeah. All the time. I, so it, and with this, this uh, what I was reading about this statement, uh, what these this church believes is that if the Old Testament was giving your first fruits of 10%, then God sent his one and only son so that you would have a better, far superior covenant. Then 10% should be simple and easy and an offering should just flow. So we qualm over or we quibble over 10%, but that's what the Old Testament was commanded to do. And we live in the, uh, you know, we live under the Abrahamic covenant. So we actually are still under that 10%. But when you realize what God did for us to have a far superior relationship and covenant with him, so we have a better understanding and trust, then you sit there and go, 10% just ain't enough. Like, you deserve so much more. So I thought that was so good. But here's what I'm going to tell you is this, and this is what I tell women all the time. 
since I don't know what your situation is work-wise, you're not to be submissive in things that your husband is biblically incorrect on. So if you have a job and you have income that you bring into the house, then you tithe 10% of that income. You are not submissive to him in that, okay? If you don't work and all the income comes from your husband, then you have nothing to say about it. You're going to just have to pray him through with to so that he has understanding of what the word really is saying about giving of tithe and offering, being a steward um, of the money that's being given to your home. So you're submissive when you have no rights to that money. I mean, you do have rights to the money. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But you did not work for that money to come into the home. So he ultimately has the say because he's the one that worked for it. But if you're bringing in income into the home, then you absolutely have the right to do with that money. As far as offering and tithe goes, yes, you do. I even asked Tom just to make sure that, you know, That he agreed it, you know, you, you can be married to people, but they don't always see eye to eye with you on things like that. And oopsie, sorry. Um, hey, do me a favor, Tracy. Can can you take that for me? Just tell her I'm on, doing the podcast. Um, so here's the thing. Here's the deal. He even said the same thing. He said absolutely 100% if you are... Um, bringing in income, then you have the rights 100% to pay tithe off of that. Otherwise, no, you have to just pray your husband through. He agreed with me. Pray him through. Stand in faith. I've seen where men have changed. They went from saying, absolutely not. You're not, you're not, we're not giving anything to gave a little, then gave a little bit more. And now they're fully in. They're 100% apologized because I needed that call to be answered too. Sorry about that. I'm telling you that that was insurance related. It's nuts, but God bless that person that called. I love them dearly. So um, they are not with the insurance company. They're working against the insurance company with me. So I, um, I feel for you. I really do. But here's the thing. I want you to realize this. I know that... The reason why you want to pay that 10% and and probably get an offering is because you know the value behind it. And you understand that living in God's economy is far superior than Biden's economy. So I understand why you want to make sure that you're protected in your... But I, I will tell you this, God also, you need to trust that God knows your heart. And he knows that uh, if it was up to you, that you would be giving. So you just have to trust him and knowing that in this situation, until it changes, he sees your heart, he knows it, and he knows how what you would be doing and how you would be doing it if you were in control. And that, And you have to leave it at that. And then on top of that, you cannot be bitter and angry towards your husband. You just have to lead by example. Um, and you have to be a submissive wife, but one 
that is not a nag and nasty over it or harbors ill will towards him because of it. If you do that, then it is going to be a long time coming because he's going to dig his heels into the sand and say, you're going to be like that. I'm definitely not giving. You show him the opposite and you love him like Jesus does, then wait and see. What were you going to show me on the screen? That's a good question. I can't see that. Okay. Maybe you've discussed this before, but what if you weren't a member of the established church? Where do you tithe? Established churches, charities? That is a great question. So what I would say to that person, if you're not in an established church, where are you being fed by? You're probably being fed somewhere. Um, So uh, if that's the case, for example... Um, Andrew Romick, right? He, he, he has fed our family, um, a lot. Uh, I would say, um, a Kenneth Hagen monumentally, but Kenneth Hagen is not around anymore. And Rama, I'm not, I'm not really impressed with Rama right now as far as the schooling goes, but Andrew Womack's school, Karis Bible College, uh, we gave to the Karis Bible College. So if there's not a church, like if you watch Foundation Church and you don't live in the area, we I would advise you to do what a lot of people do that are fed from this ministry. They send in their tithes and offering into this church. They have nowhere else to send it to um, because they don't go anywhere else. But you feed you or you, you uh, give to the storehouse where you're being fed. So um, if you watch other people, um, there's lots of other ministries out there that people get fed by. Give to them. I would not do uh, charities like the American Heart Association. I wouldn't give to a lot of those Red Cross, all that. Do you know, people really need to investigate chari- charities because a lot of charities, the money really goes to the higher, the top level, the CEOs and things like that. They are not going to where you think it, it actually goes. I, you know, people probably think I'm a horrible person because you go to the grocery store and the cashier says, do you want to give to the American Heart Association or do you want to give to this uh, um, charity or this? And I say no, because I already know that there's a lot of them that the people who are in need, they don't get. It's like the insurance companies right now. The people that need the money aren't getting it. But I guarantee you when the Christmas bonuses roll around at the end of the year, the higher level, they'll be getting their million-dollar bonuses. They do. People need to check that out. They don't think that they do. They do. They get uh, severance packages that are off the charts when they get let go. Millions and millions of dollars to be let go. That's our millions, guys. Like my house, we can cost a million dollars to repair. If you could put a whole bunch of us in this church together to get our, it still wouldn't be a million dollars for what we need to have done to our house houses. And so, but they make sure they get theirs, but the people down in the area that really need it don't. So charities, unless you check them out thoroughly, I wouldn't give to a charity. I, I know that sounds terrible, but I really would not. Yeah. I mean, I totally, 100%. You probably agreed. checked them out though. It's yes. crazy, but yeah. a lot of people don't understand that the 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 elite the top the top level they're making the money yeah. they're getting theirs yeah I mean even Christian ones I know it's I know. bad I know the ones that you think oh not them check them out you'll be sorely disappointed and they do good things but they could do a lot better things if they weren't paying 
the people at the highest level the amount of money and it, listen i'm a workman is worth its wage i'm a big proponent on people being paid well i mean like i'm i'm a big proponent of being being paid very well okay but it's ridiculous and it's it's almost robbery to the level of some of these people and where they're getting paid because they're taking from the very people they say that they're standing for it's not good so um let's go to the next question it says about a year ago you shared with me the concept of being a plain pottery vase i was recently reminded of this discussion when led when god led me to a job i had for a long time this analogy helped me and i believe it can help others would you share it so yes i will absolutely share this um so uh when i got my life back with god it was probably my second or third year of really um saying lord i I, when i walked away from god i was very much a surfacey christian as far as i i didn't sin uh when i was saved before i lived a holy lifestyle i was a good girl um i was in leadership I mean, I did know stuff about the Bible, but I'd be lying if I told you I knew a lot about the Bible. I didn't. I mean, I knew the Bible stories and things like that, but to go in depth on things, I would have, you know, it would have been a mess. So um, to the level of my understanding, you know, when I walked away was was very surfacy. So when I came back, I was like, I realized what I had lost and what I missed so much. So I said, Lord, I don't want to be like I was before. I want to be way more, way more than that. I know that you can do something great through me if I allow you to do that. And, um, but I'm like, I don't even like, you feel like when you've walked away from God or maybe you're new in the faith, you feel like, well, who am I? Like, why would God use me? And, or your past holds you back. Um, so I just remember the Lord. I was, I, I think, I don't even know where I was. It was just a very quiet time. I think I might've been down at the beach cause I would go to the beach a lot, watch the sunsets by myself. And um, I was, I think I was in a, a relationship with Tom at this time, or he could have been broken up with me cause he broke up with me three times. So who knows where I was at, particularly at this moment. But um, I know it was a, really very quiet time with me and God and um I remember the Lord saying to me I know what you want and here's the thing um he is the potter and we are the clay and I remember just so vividly seeing him at in the chair just molding me on that potter's wheel And the Lord clearly said to me, I can put you on this wheel and I can just, you you can just be a vase, a vase that will serve its purpose. It'll do its job. It'll be plain though. It'll be a plain vase, but you'll go to heaven and you know, you'll fulfill your purpose. But if you'll let me, what I want to do with you is make you something into something beautiful. And, but, but know this, 
when I tell you this, it will require very much from you. Because in order to be something ornate and beautiful, that requires you to allow me to put some tools to you. And those tools will take parts of you out. When he takes a tool and he carves into the piece of clay, he's removing parts of that clay. And sometimes ornate um, has, you know, deep crevices in it to make it a deeper, uh, beautiful vase. And the Lord was very clear to me, if you will allow me to make you into what I want to make you into and allow me to use the tools that I need to, to use on you, at the end of the day, you will be a beautiful, ornate vase that I can do much with. Or you can be simple and you'll still be, it'll still work. And I said to the Lord, if you'll use me, take the tools to me, take them to me because I want to do much for you. And so when I was sharing that with this person, because I know who it is, shortly after that, everything that she knew job wise and everything and she had built, she, she's somewhat of a new believer. So she was like me at the time um, when I got saved. So that story was very good for her because she is seeking the kingdom of God and in, in all its righteousness. And that's really what all of us should be doing. Some people will just be happy, just getting into heaven, you know, scraping by. But then there's some of us that are, we're like, we want to hear well done, good and faithful servant enter ye in for me. I don't want to get by. I want to do as much as I possibly humanly can to win as many people as I possibly can to change and affect as many people's lives as I possibly can. And I, it has been a painful process at times because when God puts a tool to you, what he does is he says, I want that gone out of you. And then you have a decision to die to your flesh or to say, but Lord, it's not sin. And I really enjoy it. Please let me keep it. And you hang on to it. And for me, I knew, and I have known when he's told me, get rid of that. It was up to me in order to get to the next level or to be used in a more powerful way or to end up being a more glorious vessel for him. I had to just say, take the tool to me. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to get it out of my life. As hard as this is, you are right. And I want to be used in a mighty way. And I have walked, um, <clears throat> I've walked our street. We have a, like a, where we live, we live kind of out in the boonies and it's, um, Tracy really doesn't like going down the road to my house. She says that Freddy Krueger and Jason live out where I live because we have the state forest on one side. It's completely black. I mean, going to my house, it's, there's no street lights. It's black. Yeah. You have to have major faith going yeah. out there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like the Amazon. It's never an out. What's going to creep out? could be anything. No. <laughs> She's let her imagination get the best of her. So we have these major roads, even though it's, it's getting a little busier out where I live because people are moving out there. But I remember walking the, uh, this one particular road um, and could, because every now and then I do decide to exercise, believe it or not. It's only short stints, but... You got some comments, by the way. People said you look great. I look great? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. 
Oh, I love you. I don't know. It must be the new hair color. And Heather loves your hoops. Hello. <laughs> my other hoops. I haven't bought sterling silver hoops for me. And my other hoops, I I haven't been able to find them. These are not sterling silver, but my other ones tarnished. So <laughs> it's time. It's it was time. And I finally found some. So I listen, if you're from the city, every girl needs a good set of hoops. It's true. Every girl. Well, I guess it depends on what part of the city you're from <laughs> and who you hang out with. That's true. Like gang signs. What? Gang signs. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I love you. Oh, really? There you go. <laughs> hang 10. Hang 10. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Every now and then I hung with the the right people that I could wear my hoops and, and wear them well. But um, so uh, I don't know where you I left. You bring them. all these people to heaven with you and you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So you have to like take the tool. But here's the thing. Um, no, I was going to say something about most people like in the woke churches and stuff. Oh, no, no. I was talking about where I was walking. So every now and then when I decide to exercise, which is very short and brief. Um, cause it gets hot outside and I just don't like being hot, but I have an idea in my head, Heather and Tracy, I have an idea in my head for us to exercise before we have Vanessa do our Zumba classes. Oh, God. Okay. This is the thing. Um, I, I remember I have told the Lord this many times and women and men, I mean, I have, I mean, Tom's a very solid man, right? Obviously. He's the pastor of this church, but I've, even I have specifically said, Lord, no matter what he does, no matter where he goes, no matter whatever, do not have whatever he does hold me back. Everybody should really have that attitude. You should never let your spouse be your determining factor of how far you go spiritually with your walk with him and, and how much you do for the kingdom. Um, because I could sit and ride on Tom's coattails and be a great I mean, little cheerleader for him, which I am. But I, in my own right, don't want to get into heaven based on how I supported him. Yeah. I mean, I will be rewarded for that. And I know that. And wives, you will be rewarded for how you supported your husband and, and how you stood beside him. Because a man's ego, just for the just so you know. A man's ego is very frail. And we as women, and, and I, I've said this before, but one of the best things I ever learned in a book, because Tom made me read marriage books before we got married. Usually it's the woman, right? Getting the guy to read them. No, 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 no. Tom was making me read marriage books. He bought a bunch. Hmm. Kind of shocked. You're, you're shocked by Kinda that? Not. No. He's definitely the girl in our relationship. But so in one of these books that he made me read was so it's, it's something that I, out of outside of the uh, the thermostat is also why people marriages get in fights outside of the thermostat. Two different wanting two different temperatures in the house. And it's an arguing point for marriages. I don't remember anything else in these books, but that and this. OK, the other one's not really helped me at all. Was that like a real, like people really fight about the temperatures? Yes, it talked about like, like the list of things that marriages fight over. Like that's real, real? 
I need yes. in the chat right now. Yes. You fought with your spouse over a temperature in the house. Like people like, like people fight over one person's wants seventy five, another person's wants like sixty eight. Yeah, it's true. That's what they said in this book. Now, how true it is, what their statistics are, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. But it was one of the big, huge. It was like in the top thirty or something, like or fifty, or they gave you like a list, and it was all from one to whatever. I'm asking right now. We're gonna find out. Okay, so the thing that this book said about men, and it's so true, and it's for women to understand. So, women, listen, you need to know. Men need us. We need them for the parts that they help us with. Like, I'm telling you right now, I, I walked out of the house yesterday and Tom's like, dang, you look good. And I was like, oh. he tells me that all the time, except for like that one outfit that I wore to the river. <laughs> I told Heather this. Listen, I, the last time I went to the river and they, they put me on the end to be a bodyguard because Paula White was there that night. So they were like, hey, listen, if somebody comes, you know, I love... Pastor Lois, she's like, I'm putting you on the end. Like, Paula White's in the middle. So something goes down. I, I'm tackling. Don't worry about it. I got your back, girl. She's like, all right, you got the spot. So I'm in the front row. Wish I was not because I look like a two-ton hog. What? Oh, God, yes. No, I wore this what? dress that when I walked out of my bedroom, I should have known better. And I knew. <laughs> I knew. When Tom looked at me and he said nothing, I'm like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Because he said nothing. And normally he's right. all about it. Right. And men, if you're watching, your women need that affirmation for crying out loud. Women need to know, like, you think they're hot. Mm -hmm. You think they're the best thing. There ain't nothing that compares to them. Right. But men, like, this book said something so valuable. It said, as women, we can make our husband believe that they can do anything. There's nothing that they cannot accomplish or we can make them believe that there is absolutely they, they they can accomplish nothing that there is nothing that they can do right like there's they'll never amount to anything and it is absolutely true i mean i look at some people and their marriages and the husband like walks with his tail between his legs because the wife has made him feel like he's the dumbest dumbest thing on the face of the earth we can make them believe that they are an, an unstoppable force or we can make them believe that they can do nothing. And so I would strongly encourage women, when you use your words, use words of encouragement, build them up. Even if sometimes you don't feel like, don't lie, but be careful. Um, it's like when you see an ugly baby, you don't say, oh, that baby's the most beautiful thing because then you'd be lying, but you go, Oh, that baby's super special. And so if I, if you ever see me <laughs> and I say, you your baby's super special, that means I think your baby's ugly. <laughs> I thought my kids were ugly though. So, and yeah, I'll do, right. you know, whatever. I like this thing, but I think I got to build, bring it up a little okay. bit. Okay. okay. So this is, we're, we're changing guys. Yeah, we're, we're, we're moving and shaking in this podcast yeah. all the time. But I'm just saying to you that you don't lie but there are great ways to encourage your husband to believe that that he's able to accomplish and meet every goal that he sets before himself. And you might even have to help him get those goals to those goals because we're supposed to be the, a helpmate for our spouse. Like there are things that um, that Tom's when he went to go and do it, he needed my help. 
But through both of us doing it together, we did a bang up job. We accomplished the goal. We killed it. And it was better than it would have been if he did it by himself. You're, you're a team, you know? So um, I don't know exactly where I was going with all that because now I'm off on a tangent. But I'm just saying to you people, like, I don't know what I'm saying. So I'm going to go to the next question because I'm lost. <laughs> I mean, I legitimately lost. Oh. Sorry, that's, that's Bia. So I will respond to her in a minute. Um, so here's my next question. And I'm sorry that I went off on a tangent and I don't know where I was going. But at the end of the day, be something different. That's where I was going. Be that ornate vase. Be bigger and better. And this is what I was saying. Don't, if you're married, don't feel like wherever your spouse goes, always go with them. But don't make that to be the determining factor of how far you go spiritually. And what you do, because you can still be a good, strong unit, but accomplishing your 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 goals separate too. Because God wants you to do things together, but He still has things He wants to do through you. So don't limit yourself. And then you both like really iron sharpening iron. Like you're really like you guys are going at full full tilt. I will tell you when I told Tom that I wanted to do this, he was one hundred percent behind me doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And every now and then when he remembers, he gives me some some kudos out there as far as he tells people, watch this podcast and things like that on his podcast or on CTN and things like that. So you can definitely be there for one another, but still be doing something for God all on your own and be accomplishing things that he wants you to do. But definitely be doing something. Don't be simple. Don't be a simple vase. Like be willing to let let the Lord put you on that wheel and just make you into all that you can be. Cause really when it's all said and done, you're not even going to recognize yourself. You're going to sit there and go, wow, I am so grateful that I let him mold me and make me into what he wanted me to be instead of what I thought I should be. It'll blow your mind. So next question. It says, when it is a good time, when is it a good time to talk to kids about, uh, about the book of Revelation? So I would tell you, it really depends on the child. Um, With our kids, we did it right around between 10 and 13. Um, Some kids are very, very smart. And so you can do it much earlier with them. I know I, excuse me, I I just burped in everybody's ear. But um, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So uh, like Brinley. Burnley and Charlotte. Um, some of you guys know who I'm talking about. If you don't live in the area, you have no idea who I'm talking about. But Heather's daughter, Brinley, and then Courtney, who Talia's sister, who works on the team. And you'll get to know Talia a little bit better next week when we do our Mother's Day thing. But um, Sh- uh, Talia's sister, Charlotte, they're very intelligent. Like, they're like, Tootie's a smart girl. Okay. In her own right, like the girl is, she's above, I would say in intelligence level, she's even above the average, the student. Okay, she's a smart kid. But Brinley and Charlotte are like way up high. They're they're like way high. Yeah, I agree. Ridiculously. That's all God given too. 
And parents who like get so like puffed up over how intelligent their kids are or how talented their kids are, remember, you had nothing to do with that. All that is God. Amen. And you better make sure that they realize they had nothing to do about it so they don't get haughty and puffed up and prideful. They had nothing to do with that. Right. That was all God. Yeah. Um, so, and I tell Brinley that all the time because she's super smart. I'm like, M- you need to know when other kids have a little bit more difficult in the learning area and you don't, that's got nothing to do with you. You have con- done nothing to accomplish that. That is everything that God's given you. So you be thankful you don't be prideful, and and she's such a sweet little sweet little thing. I don't ever see like, but other kids do have. She doesn't have that propensity, mm-hmm. right, to be like that. But other people do. So you okay. do have to make sure you remind everybody's personalities are very different. She would never go that route. It's highly unlikely. But know your kid if they're a prideful child or you think that they might need to hear it even though she doesn't need to hear it I make sure she knows it because it's always good to keep things in balance like my daughter can sing I'm always like okay remember that ain't you God gave you that gift Mm -hmm. so don't get more haughty than you should but so depending on how intelligent and how smart some people comprehend very well some do not. So base everything on that. There's no real true, this is when they're ready. I can't say, it. when there's they're nine, you teach them. No, because everybody is different. We'll tell you, um, I made the girls go and get this for me. Our children's church, we give this, we give this Bible, we so far in our nursery, um, we don't have any Bibles we give to the kids. But when you reach the toddler age, you get a Bible. Whether you visit our church one time, you're getting, your kid is walking out with a Bible for free every single time. This is the Bible that we give to the elementary school age. Now I'll have a whole bunch of visitors just piling in here so they can get a free Bible. Good. We don't care. Come on in. We're getting, yeah, come on in. We don't care. Um, because the thing is, is the word does not return void. Exactly. So if you come once, yeah. but your kid has this Bible, I have a better chance of them being fed through the word and you not attending church and them being saved. Amen. This Bible cost me 20 bucks. Yep. Best 20 back $20 investment there is. So, um, but I will tell you in the back of this, it talks about revelation and to the degree that it talks about it is looks like they've changed it so hold on one second because I did not come prepared so this is Jude and this is Revelation this is how it does for the Revelation and listen if you are a watcher of ours I don't mind doing this if you watch this podcast and you live in another state and you want one of these I will make sure you get one you don't even have to pay us for it okay it is the best Bible there is Okay, and it is about five, four pages where it talks about revelation so that a child can understand. Okay, the book is like a comic strip. Okay, inside of it, it's like if you were to, uh, Marvel, Captain, the, 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 the Superman, Spider Man, they took that kind of 
comic book kind of thing and they made it into a Bible. And I will tell you, I'm picky about Bibles because I think that they need to be as close to the word of God as they possibly can. And because you'll get all these different Bibles that take things out of context and then they add their little things here and they add their, I will tell you that Bible right there for kids is phenomenal. And we have people who their kid would never even read the Bible and they can't get their kids out of the Bible. We do um, reading programs with those things. Even the toddlers have their own Bible. They do reading programs. We do like the schools have their crappy library reading thingies where they pick up books and they win things. We do too. We do it with the Action Bible. We just got done where the kids um, went and um, every kid that finished, was it the Old Testament or New Testament? Old Testament. You had to finish the Old Testament between a certain time frame. I think it was like three months, four months, something like that. that. And um, at the end of it, as you progressively go through it, uh, you win prizes. So if you get um, to like, let's say, uh, you start obviously in Genesis and then you end up in Deuter- uh, Exodus, Deuteronomy. So you go to Deuteronomy, now you win a prize. Deuteronomy to this, you win a prize. So by the end of it, your ultimate prize was bowling, pizza, and something else. Mm-hmm. So all the kids that won and finished the Old Testament, they went out bowling for the day. They had a great time. They did. So, so and your kid was one of those. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, it's a, it's like it's such an easy book and the great thing about the action bible is they even have it on audio so if your child has a very difficult time reading you can get the audio and the bible and they can do it together they can listen and read it and we wouldn't believe how many kids that we have that have learning like reading issues they've learned to read better because of that yeah also children there's kids that we've had that were teenagers that had um reading comprehension problems but they want the parents want their kids to read the bible so they may be like sixth grade seventh grade and they're still struggling they take the action bible their kids reading the action bible now they actually know the bible um huge huge so again if you guys um if somebody needs one that doesn't live in the state let, it, let us know. We'll be happy to send you one. Best investment you can make for your kid is getting them a great Bible that they'll actually read and enjoy. You got to get it into them. But Revelation is one of those one of those things that because it can be very scary for some, even though it's not. If you understand Revelation, you're not scared about it. But uh, it needs to be my, my kids when they were right around 10 and 13, we explained to them what Revelation was about, what the end times look like told them not to be afraid nothing to be afraid of um and then what god's expectation was for them if they were to be in those times and so and right now it doesn't look like we're not far from it to be honest with you based on the climate that we live in um so might want to if they're in that age group, you might want to talk to them about it. Otherwise, they if you even talked about it beforehand, I don't know if they would be able to comprehend what you're trying to say. So, um, But get a good Bible, a kid-related Bible, and then that might help them too. So, All right, next question is, do you have to be baptized to get into heaven? I say no. And the reason I say no is this. I know that Jesus was baptized. I know that John the Baptist baptized. But we're going to look at... Um, what Jesus did when he died on the cross. 
Okay, this is the example I use all the time for people who battle whether, here's the thing, do I think you should get baptized? Yeah, 100%. It's in the Bible. People did it. There, it's very symbolic of the old man dying and the new man coming up. It's very important to be baptized. Mm-hmm. But will you not go to heaven for it? No, I don't believe that. And the reason is, is because Jesus died between two thieves. When he died, one mocked and criticized and wanted nothing to do with him. The other one said, Lord, let me go to paradise with you. And Jesus told him he would. Now, what Jesus didn't do is say, let's climb down off this cross right now. You get down off of yours and I'll get down off of mine. I got to dip you into the, the, the lake over there, baptize you. Then we got to get back up on these, these crosses. It's not what happened. The thief never got baptized. So he went, but he was told he would be going to heaven. That guy wasn't special. That's not how it works. It wasn't just, that's not a rule that was set just for him. Um, so if the thief was able to go to heaven by receiving Jesus while he was dying on the cross, there are people that are in old retirement homes, right? That we, we have, we do soul winning here at the church. We go out into the streets and we go out into the retirement homes. We're trying to pluck as many people from the fire as we possibly can by whatever means is necessary. So, and we have a great success rate on the street and we have a great success rate in the retirement homes. The retirement home, no one can, if you, we win the lost in there all the time. We are not telling them that we have to take them back to the church and dunk them in water. It, some of them are going to, some of them may have died the next day. They've not been baptized. Or does that mean they're not going to heaven? No, they're going to heaven. Says if you ask him to be the the only way to get it says the only way to get to to the Father is but through Jesus, and it and it does talk about being baptized, but doesn't say that he's that if you if you receive him as your Lord and Savior and you're not baptized, you're not going to heaven. That is not what the word says. So I say you can absolutely get saved, not be baptized, and still go to heaven. What Bible for preschoolers? Oh. Do you know it? Um, you'll go get it. Tootie and, Tootie and Brinley will go get it. I know. Okay. And, and they are off. And they're off. <laughs> if you saw how fast they just ran. <laughs> Dang, they're fast. They Did you have another question? Did no, you th- that was a, That was the that other was, question? That was one that just came in. Okay. I have one more. I'm going to... S- I'm going to keep, I'm going to skip one so I can just do this one because it'll take shorter time. And then, um, because I only have four minutes left and that'll, that'll stall us. Okay. says, what keeps you going on hard days? In all truthfulness, I'm going to be honest with you and I don't want to hear any, any flack at all. Outside of uh, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, a good Red Bull kid you not no. and Tracy's holding up her Red Bull right now <laughs> kid you not what keeps me going on a hard day Just sucking down a Red Bull I love them I would say that I don't even care I, I don't even think it gives me an ounce of energy to be honest with you now my Thrive Patch 
my Thrive Patch, I can't even, if I'm fasting, which I'm fasting right now for a week. Now, when I fast, what I mean is I'm not, not, not eating. Oh, thank you, baby girls. I am eating only after six, right? Okay. Right around there. Yeah. So, so it's from like six to six, but I actually stop way earlier than that. So, but if I put my Thrive Patch on, if I, um, if I drink that shake that's got the supplements and everything in it, the Thrive Patch has caffeine in it, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. It gives you energy. My Red Bull does nothing like Thrive. Doesn't for you either? Oh, my gosh. But I will be nauseous mm-hmm. if I, because that really, like, mm-hmm. like I can feel the difference. I don't know if you can, but I can feel the difference when I'm on Thrive and when I'm not on Thrive. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, I know that I'm endorsing it to a certain extent, and I'm sorry that I'm endorsing somebody's supplements, so I think we have, like, Sarah sells it, and then Olivia sells it. Yeah. Yep. So if anybody wants to thrive, those two girls take great care of you. Right. But I'm just telling you, I'm a big proponent. If it works, it works. <laughs> I, I, it does, they, I don't need, like, they have ones to help you lose weight. Right. They have, like, skincare right. now. Right. Like, it's not even, it's not unaffordable. Like, right. what people pay for good supplements yeah. is, I know, like, I'm just doing a commercial here, and I'm really sorry. I apologize, but supplements, uh, we make fun of them, but they are, they are truly good because we all eat like crap. Right, so they, right. but you got to get ones that actually do something. If you're going to Walmart and you're buying nature right. Valley or whatever it is, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's you're getting nothing, but good supplements. And these are good. And they're, they're not going to kill you on the, on, in the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Not that I really care because I would have probably bought them. I don't, I'm not, I, I know that like my God shall supply all my needs. Right. I don't really, I hate to be, sound snotty and snooty or whatever, but I don't look at all that all the time. Yeah, I just I like know it. God's word. Yeah. I'm not, I'm a good steward of my money. You are. But I'm not like, like counting every penny and every dime and whittling. over it. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Exactly. So, um, this is the Bible for, can you see that really good if I'll, I do I'm that? I'm going to put it in the comments. So it's my first study Bible. Super cute. It has pictures and the kids love it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the thing so I can see that I'm actually doing it. But the kids love this Bible. It's really great. Thomas, really good. That's the New Testament. Thomas Nelson. Is that the author? Do you see it anywhere? Yep, Thomas okay. Nelson. Okay. It's he goes by Tommy. Tommy Nelson. Tommy Nelson. Another great book. But we give that one away too. So if if somebody's come now listen, if your kids a hot mess and loses them, we don't replace them. I can tell you there's been kids that we've given come crying, I lost my Bible. All right, we'll give you another one. Then they come back, I lost my Bible. I'm like, okay, that Bible don't mean that much to you. We ain't going to keep replacing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You need to get it together. So, um, so here's the thing. Back to my question, and then, then I think I'll bring little cutie pies in. They're standing there waiting <laughs> patiently, patiently, because I think they want to come in here. I'm pretty sure they do. They love being on the podcast, people. They love being on the podcast. Now, listen, they've been running around the church. So when you look at them, no judgment. Their hairs, <laughs> their hairs, a little. Everything's a little wild right now. But they've been having a great time. They now they're messing with their. Now they're running their fingers through their hair. So here's the thing: on a on on a hard day, I will tell you. I wrote my stuff down. 
I rest in the Holy Spirit. I talk to the Holy Spirit a lot. The great thing is Jesus says, if I do not go away, I do not send you the comforter, right? He sent someone here with us so that wherever we're at in life, he's got our back. We don't have to do it alone. So I talk to the Holy Spirit a lot. I listen on hard days. I listen a lot to teachings. I saturate myself. Listen, I have a really good Bible app that my friend Jeej told me about. Um, It's called the NIV Live. NIV Live. I think it costs like 50 bucks. It's basically the Bible in play form. And when I say the Bible in play form, I mean it's the Bible like it's being acted out while you're listening to it. It's different. It's not like listening to the uh, you version where you can listen to different people. This, but they're all the same people saying it's the same person throughout the whole thing. And after a while, I'm like this. Okay, the NIV, the NIV live is like you literally can hear Paul in prison hearing prisoners talk to each other while he's writing his letters. It puts you there. It's amazing. I I learned by listening. I have learned. I mean, things came alive for me by listening to this NIV Live Bible. It was, it's phenomenal. So I would say to you, um, I, I listen to the Bible. I listen, and I do this, I mean, if I don't spend time in the Word, then you're going to get me listening to it. But it's far superior to study it. Um, I listen to teachings on whatever I'm walking through. So let's say um, I'm believing for increase for for uh, for whatever reason. Why? I'll listen to good teachings on finances so that I understand the word and I build myself up on my most holy faith, right? I'll get it so that like I know that I know that I know that what I'm standing on the word clearly says that that shall come to pass. If it's healing, whatever. If it's peace, whatever. I listen to a teaching that speaks specifically to that, that just is throwing out the scriptures. And I don't listen to teachers that don't preach with the Bible. There's a lot of people out there that'll, that'll you can listen to their teachings, but they have no word whatsoever in their teachings. You got to listen to people who live, who speak the word and just like, are constantly using it as the tool to prove to you what you're standing on because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I don't really need somebody's stories. I need the word. Um, So uh, just listen to, I listen to a lot of praise and worship, um, but I do that throughout the day, but I'm just telling you, when you're having a hard day, do not, do not turn on that TV. Do not get on Instagram. Do not look at Facebook. They may lull you to where you're not thinking about it anymore for a short period of time. But when all that shuts off, you're back to the same place and you're full of angst and worry or whatever. But if you would have spent that time uh, building yourself up on what the word says, then you're just... The evidence is there. There's no anxiousness. There's no anxiety. You know, there's nothing. There's complete peace. There's comfort. You're steady stream. You know, it says to be stable in all our ways. You can be only stable in all your ways when you're walking in the word. Okay. When you're full of fear and anxiety, you don't behave the best. 
because your fear and anxiety is going to be how you respond to people and, and respond to situations. When we're angst up and full of worry, we treat others usually poorly. In fact, it says worry will lead to sin. That's what the Bible says. Worry leads to sin. So yet in order to get rid of the worry and this, uh, to, in order to get rid of the worry, you got to, you got to add the word, get rid of, get rid of everything else. Now, God bless Tracy because she just pulled up the radiance, radiance into the wild. Look at you. Split screen. You know what I'm doing? You go, girl. <laughs> I don't even look right doing that. You, you go, girl. You go, you girl. Go. You got it. Mm. Um, Next week. Next week is it, girl. Mm. You ready? About as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> I can't wait to see them. I love them. They're okay. such good people. Listen, that Revival Today team, they are good people. Um, and they're true blue. But, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun taking a crew up there with me. Mm-hmm. Lots of... Uh, my pals, my friends, I'm actually not taking them with me, truth be told. They all decided to go, worked it out through Heather. That's true. And then Heather, Heather's a great organizer. She's the best. She's the best. But I'm actually not. These people, the girls that are going actually decided that they wanted to go. I had really nothing to do with it. Yeah. So that says a lot about this Radiance Conference. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women that are wanting to be all that God's called them to be. They're willing to put out some cashola. To make it happen and through the process we'll all get a little closer and and bind ourselves together but if you can make it to that conference you will not be disappointed i can guarantee you there'll be lots of laughs yes lots and lots of laughs because they are funny um i think that's it um do the girls like even they're not they're in the bathroom people the girls are in the bathroom. They're camera. trying to make themselves. Yeah, thank you. Camera ready. I'm waiting on you, girls. I'm waiting on you. Put the brushes down. They literally went and got brushes. You're making your hair crazy? Yes, so we can. Okay, Tootie, get over here, baby. I got to have one on the other. Hey, so you want to say hi to your mama? She's probably watching. Come here. No, no, no. Say hey. Hello. <laughs> Tootie, you know who's watching you. Who's watching you? My mom. No, not just your mama. And? Hey, who else is going to be watching you? Come over mm-hmm. here. Bosky. <laughs> That's right. You want to say hey to her? Hi, Bosky. <laughs> okay, we're going to, um, do you guys want to, do you guys want to lead people to, to Jesus this time? You want to tell them uh, why they need Jesus? Why do you, do they need Jesus? Because it will help them because it will save them and a lot other ways it'll save them from what from going down there you got that right why why do you think people need to be saved because it just feels nice and um if you get saved lots of miracles can happen to you that is exactly exactly right uh Salvation is the biggest miracle of all because of what Jesus died. I mean, a man coming to this earth to give his life up for us so that we could spend life with him. That's the that's a big, huge miracle, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's miracles when people need money mm-hmm. and finances, how God comes mm-hmm. through for them with that. That's a huge miracle, right? 
But then there's the miracle of when somebody doesn't feel good, which is you. Mm-hmm. This week, you did not feel good at all, and you never mm-hmm. feel good. And you said God was going to heal you. You didn't take any medications, mm-hmm. nothing, right? You stood strong, girl. As, as Yeah, and then I had to because my mom made me. <laughs> she well, made me. Yeah, but here's the thing. You mm-hmm. stood strong, right? Okay, but the next day, mm-hmm. so you took medication on one day, mm-hmm. and then the next day mm-hmm. you were 100% well. But that had nothing to do with the medication, actually, from what I, if I remember what your mom said, because you, you hadn't taken enough for it to even help you, because mm-hmm. you, you were not good. But you woke up the next day really good. So, hey, listen, even if sometimes we have to, um, yes, you can get down. Sometimes. It was hot. It was hot. It is hot in here, sister. You got that right. Sometimes and when we're standing in faith for something, there is incremental faith where you'll or you'll see your faith and your healing uh, incrementally. It is in the Bible. I mean, Jesus took the man, the blind man, out of the city, right? Um, also, the healing of of the the centurion, where or I think it was a centurion, where um, oh, the healing of the lepers as they walked, they were healed. Um, as to the priest. So the thing is, is there is healing that comes incrementally. Um, but sometimes you grow weak and well doing, right? So you like, if you are you're holding out and you're pressing through, and you just need, and you're like, oh, I just don't know if I can make it. Well, then you know what? Maybe you t- take one little thing or whatever to get yourself back up, get you strong again, get your faith moving again, and then you can keep going on, right? That's it. But what you said is, I'm doing nothing. I'm standing on the. How old are you? Seven. You're seven. You're seven years old, and you said when you had a high, high fever, over 100, you said, I'm taking nothing. God's going to heal me. See, if we could teach our kids at seven years old to stand in faith like that, they will be moving mountains when they're in their teens. Amen. So, super proud of you, and I know you do the same thing because your mother's told me. You don't you don't play. You stand for healing too. So it's it's big at your guys' age. My kids did the same exact thing. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And now they see huge miracles. So, and you guys will too. Um so my thing is is if uh you don't know him and you need to be safe cuz now we're how many minutes over? 10. Uh, yeah. God bless. Yep. Su- super sorry. 10 minutes over. We are going to pray with you, right? And uh, we're going to stand with you that you're saved. So everybody, let's close our eyes and uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and we ask you to be Lord and Savior. We ask you to come into our hearts. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. And Lord, we thank you for what you did on that cross. And we know when we grow old and we go to be in heaven, we will live with you forever. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So here's the thing. Next week, our podcast on Wednesday and the Friday are recorded. The one on Wednesday, you will not want to miss. It will, it's it's going to be super, super special. The one, um, and you may say, well, that's not what I thought it was going to be like. I'm telling you right now, it'll be something special. Mm-hmm. It, you'll be surprised. Uh, it, it will be special because of how you will use it in life. 
after you listen. On uh, Friday, Friday's going to be really great because it's two different podcasts. One, we had to shorten because <laughs> we all went really long. Um, so there's the podcast that's recorded that you're going to be able to watch with the team. And then there's the long version. We made a short version and a long version. You're going to see the short version first, but then you can finish up watching the long version because we'll have it on YouTube. But we'll be in PA. We will. Yeah, having a great time. These two crazy kids are coming with us. Yes, they are. And, uh, yeah, first time on a plane, many times on a plane. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. I will see you. Uh, well, I won't see you personally on Wednesday. It'll be a recording, but I will see you at Revival Today if you tune in to the Radiance Conference. Uh, and uh, please do that. If you can't be there, still tune in and watch because it's going to be great. Yeah. So we will see you later. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have an amazing weekend. Bye-bye. Real talk.